Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hands-On Safety. And I'm really sad to say that this is going to be our first show without our entire crew. Um, Megan is not going to be able to join us today. Um, but, you know, these things happen, so she will she will just have to miss out <laughs> on a great conversation. Um, but George is here, and I'm here, hey. and... We're um, going to be talking to y'all about traveling by plane today. And we've talked about travel before, but we haven't really specifically discussed, you know, all the, the things you have to think about while flying. And, I, you know, this is one area I was really kind of hoping Megan would be here for because she, she's got some experience traveling with a dog. And um, that's a, you know, whole nother topic of information. Um, to go on. But I think for, you know, for everybody, listeners, whether you have a disability or not, there's a lot of things that everyone has to take into consideration when traveling. And and now you have to factor in COVID and everything around that testing and wearing your mask and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, there's just a lot to think about. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I um I am going to be taking a trip here soon. Um, so this will be my first international trip since COVID started, and I have um I have had to to consider you know finding testing sites to get tested before I leave and when I get there and before I come back and when I get back and uh, navigating all the rules around this and all the paperwork you have to have and it's it's been quite an interesting ride that I've been you know, looking into for the last month. And there's so much information out there, you know, to know what tests to take and what what you what's approved for travel and not approved for travel and uh, all the different types of COVID tests and where to get them and <laughs> just just a lot to know in regard to that. Um, but you know, worth doing if you are going to be confined in a in a small space with lots of other people. Um, Crazy people nowadays. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, it's definitely um, people are under a lot more stress and causes its own set of challenges and and problems. But some of the things, you know, to think about just for flying in general, whether you're flying domestically or flying internationally is, you know, the steps that you have to take you, you know, how, how far ahead of time do you need to be at the airport? How um, how much time do you need if you have a layover? How much time do you need between that? Um, you know what what you go through when you get to the airport, going to, through security, what what they can and can't do. You know if you are if you have a disability and you uh, you're blind and you have a cane, you know can they take your cane? You know what are the rules around that? If you have a guide dog or service dog, what do you need to know in regards to how security handles that? Or if you're in a wheelchair, how does security handle that? And, you know, navigating airports and keeping track of your luggage and what to expect when you're on the plane as well. So there's there's a lot to know. A lot to think well, about know, and keep up with. Let me ask you, so since you are traveling, I'm going to really ask you questions about okay. what have you done to prepare for your travel trip? Um, the first thing I do is I make sure, you know, that my luggage has my identification on it. And, you know, I, for me, that's my name and phone number. Um, I figure if they, they need an address, if my luggage gets lost, they need an address. And uh, I can always provide that information if they call me, but I, um, 
I don't want to have to keep up with, you know, which address does my luggage have on it because I've moved since right. I used it last. Making my luggage easily identifiable is something that I do. I want to be able to put my hands on my luggage and know for sure that it's mine. So for me, that is looks like having luggage that's not a color. It's not black. So it's all it's like are, a bright blue. They're all black, right? They're all black. I yeah. have bright blue luggage, so it stands out a bit. Um, mm -hmm. You know, certainly mm -hmm. other people have blue luggage, but um, I take that one step further, and I have a Velcro wrap that goes around the handle that's neon yellow. Okay. So that so you, ask, you ask somebody, hey, you see that neon yeah. yellow uh, handle? That's mine. Can you help me out with that? <laughs> and I will actually. Um, before I travel, once I know what luggage I'm going to have, I have it all packed and ready to go. I'll take a picture of it so that if I need to show someone, this is what my luggage looks like, they can find that. I also try to have luggage tags that are fairly easy to identify. Mine have a, a tactile pattern on the back of them that's easy to feel. So, and that may or not may not be very common, but it's distinguishable enough that it's one more identifier for me to be able to tell what my luggage is. And then I also put trackers on my luggage. So I might have a tracker like a tile or an air tag that I can put in my luggage. And that way I can use an app on my phone to say, okay. oh, my luggage is, you know, three feet away or two feet away um, coming toward me on the conveyor belt or um, so all kinds of ways to find my luggage if I need to. But that's that for me is one of the top considerations. Because I'm traveling internationally next month, I had to do a lot of research into COVID requirements and airline requirements, and every airline is different. Um, but at least they do tell you that on their websites uh, or in their in their apps. Um, so once I booked my flight, I was given the option to say, here's the checklist of things that you need to travel to this country. And here's the requirements and here's how to put all that documentation in to the system. And of course, Delta has their own. There are apps like, uh, what is the name of that? Oh, there's an app called Verifly. Okay. It's V-E-R-I-F-L-Y. And it works with American Airlines, British Airways. And there was one other that I can't think of. Um, and you can put all your information in that as well. Okay. So what does it do? Um, yeah, actually, stuff that I've read, you know, we were doing some research on you pretty much hit the main things. Um, the air tag, I'm just new to air tags, I've been hearing about them, but never thought about them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I also heard something on the, on the news recently about air tags being used to track people, um, yes, you know, stalk people. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can be aware of, but language you're traveling is a whole different ball game. So it's probably it's very good to use them for that purpose. Uh, if you're going to use it, so I uh, saw so something about that. Um, the AFB had recommended uh, using some type of uh, locator device on your bags. Um, another thing I uh, want to do some research, is, and, maybe, and I like to do it too, wear, wear uh, pants if you can. They have lots of pockets. Yes. Yes, so I love pockets. So there's a pair of pants called, yeah, who doesn't like pockets? <laughs> I used to pull my Star Wars toys out of my pocket when I used to go to church with my mom when I was a little kid. She never knew where the heck they were coming from. Out of my pockets, you know. <laughs> That's great. What pockets are for, but stuff and That's pull it right. out. You know, <laughs> what do you think? Um, so there's a pants called 411, 4411. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, um, 
a lot of contractors will wear these pants. They have buku pockets in them, um, all over the place. Um, pockets, actually have pockets within the pockets. So it's oh, crazy. Nice. Cargo pockets and all that stuff. So you get a pair of these pants. I do own a pair. Uh, they're very, they're very comfortable. Uh, I think they're like rip stop material means that they get caught on something. It doesn't rip con- uh, continuously. It's, it's rips and it stops, mm-hmm. you know, from ripping any further. Um, well, you know, very comfortable pants to wear, stuff like that. Uh, very, um, should say, uh, durable. Uh, so I do have a pair, a pair of those. Yeah. So definitely something worth wearing. Uh, and they come in different colors. So, you know, I don't even want to attract too much color. You don't want to look, look like a ninja either. Um, <laughs> you know, we're in all black. <laughs> Darn. There goes my yeah, plans. So, <laughs> I was scratching it. Uh, it's five. It's five. Um, one, one. Five, one, five, one, one. Yeah. So look okay. at the pair that I have right now. And yeah, I'm looking at it, looking at the pair I have. They have a two, uh, two cargo pockets, two little like, um, um, lap pockets. You know, you put something like um, your keys or something in there, mm-hmm. within there. Then you have two regular, you know, uh, side pockets that you have. You have your back pockets as well, Velcroed. Yeah, so these are pretty good uh, to have. And, you know, so I would definitely recommend those. Uh, yeah, the 511 Tactical Series. So we're not, not endorsed by this company, but <laughs> this is just, just an example of, of a good um, a, a good brand of um pants used for traveling that has pockets mm-hmm. so I actually i'm walking around my house with some advice so i have another device or garment that i really love uh little price is called scotty vest mm-hmm. uh my scotty vest jacket has 30 pockets in it whoa so actually you if you want to travel light you can put stuff uh you know going for that long period of time you can um get this jacket they have a compartment for um, your cell phone compartment, well, two compartments for cell phones, uh, you know, for your uh, eyewear, pens. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have um, some type of headsets you wanna, and you want to wire it to your, through your jacket, so it's, you can do that. Wow. Um, you know, has another place for, I, for an ID or a wallet. Um, so it's, it's, um, it's great because you know, those, say those who are in the military or something like that or you know, that carry a weapon. Uh, you can put a you can put a pistol in there. It actually, has a spot for a pistol, uh, and it, ha- it doesn't really profile. <laughs> wow! So meaning that doesn't uh, project that you have something in your pocket. Right. If you over, oh, if you overload it, it will probably shell. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's another jacket for traveling, where maybe you don't want to um, carry on a bag, mm-hmm. and you don't really need to. You put some stuff in. Actually, I have to put my um, laptop. Not my laptop. I'm sorry. Actually, nothing. I did put a laptop in there. In your jacket. One, wow. In the jacket. Um, but I wouldn't recommend it. I know I did. I put my, um, iPad, my iPad in there. Yeah. But no problem. Wow. So you can put that in there as well. <laughs> other stuff. They have a thing for, uh, what, um, you can hold, put drinks in there. <laughs> so you, can put, you can put everything you can put in your bag. As long, you know, as long as you don't have stuff in your bag, you can put in there. Um, so just an idea. So just a little over, 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 uh, carried away with that. But armaments that I, you could wear and just, have everything I need in my garments between the, the pants and the jacket. I'm good I love to go. This. All right. So something like uh, something like that uh, would be good if you were traveling. Because I think uh, for the you're... seat on one of my planes is is like the front row, and I'm and my first thought was, man, I can't put my bag under the seat in front of me where I can get to it easily uh, during the flight. But maybe I should consider this and just have pockets in my jacket everywhere. Yeah, yeah, Scotty, but Scotty, that's what's called. Also, another thing too. 
that if you're in a place where uh, it's water resistant, um, you can actually take the sleeves off. Yeah. And actually turn it into a vest. A vest, okay. This is, yeah, this so it's called Patty Vest. Yeah, so you've know, got a little, uh, you know, got somewhere the weather change, all that stuff. You know, just take the sleeves off, put it, you put them inside the jacket, you're good. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you go, you have a, a vest, so you're not overheating. You know, but that's just an idea. So we're not, we're not, we're not sponsored by either of the two, but if they want to hook us up, we ain't going to be mad at them. Um, <laughs> but uh, just some things, just, just, these are just examples of uh, clothing. I'm sure there's other clothing out there that can do the same thing. Um, you know, to minimize uh, carrying things um, and misplacing them or something like that or having to keep track of things. Yeah. Uh, something worth looking into. Uh, that's what you want to do for travel, depending on how much you travel. Um you know, other things I've seen is, you know, you talked about calling uh, or contacting the airline ahead of time. I've seen things like 20, 27, sorry, 78 hours, you know, really we're at number 78 hours in, uh, in advance contact, mm-hmm. especially if you have a, um, a service dog with you. Yeah. So all the yeah. air, airlines now are requiring that you fill out forms, uh, I believe, at least 48 hours in advance of a flight. If you have a service dog that says, you know, your service dog has had all its shots and it shows proof that you have that your service dog is certified as a service dog. And each airline's requirements are different. The process, I believe, is different for each. I, I, my understanding is that American Airlines is forms, you know, you go on their website, you fill out their forms. I think Delta is the same thing. Um, but, you know, check into those things, especially if you are flying with a service dog or service animal of any kind, you know, check into those requirements. And it's it's always a good idea to do that regardless of whether or not you have to fill right. out forms. And it's it's a good idea. We've talked about this before, carrying your dog's documents with you, you know, their mm-hmm. their vaccination records and stuff like that. It, just having that information with you when you travel is always helpful if it turns out that you need it. I, you know, I recently, I don't have a service dog at this time, but I'm I am working, I'm in the process of trying to get one. So, you know, I looked into traveling to the UK with my service dog because that's a place I visit pretty frequently. So I needed to know, you know, what those requirements for. And it was fairly easy enough to find online, just doing a Google search. Um, To go back real quick to something you said earlier about the air tags and being able to track people. Um, I didn't realize this was a thing until a few months ago, but I was traveling with my boyfriend who also had, you know, AirTag devices and, and Apple, you know, AirPods where, you know, those can be tracked in your device settings. But it told me that, you know, my phone would routinely, as we were going places together, tell me that a pair of AirPods, your earphones were traveling with me. So it was detecting his headphones and letting me know that these air uh, airpods these these earphones were were not mine they were not on my device so it was not registering as my device but they had been traveling with me for a while and that's a security feature that kind of says you know if someone puts some kind of apple tracker on you and your phone senses that it's within range of you but it, that it's also not registered to your device it will come up and tell you, hey, this device has been with you for a while and you you may want to look for that. And you can even make it play a sound so that okay. you can find it. Um, and I thought at the time that this was just something that came up 
um, because the headphones that he had were had been mine. I had deregistered them from my device and given them to him. And so I thought maybe that's just because they used to be mine. But we went to his brother's house and it popped up on his brother's phone, too, that these things were traveling with him. So that is a nice security feature that if people are trying to track you with um, an Apple device, that your phone will see it and say, um, this device has been tracking, has been going with you and you may want to check it. Okay. Yeah, I was, let's say, I saw an article um, or a report done on the news uh, a week ago. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know, first, like, I heard air tags, but never really knew what they were until I was this article a uh, story rather and they mentioned the problem with what one of those features are they tell you after way after the fact yes they do so it, it does that's i mean he'd problem. been traveling with me for a while before it told me that they were right they were with me I and mean, we'd been together so, all day <laughs> right so we're saying like, something like that like that four hours later after someone put air tags and then you follow you whatever there's mm-hmm. a lot of things you know technology is is great but the more technology, I believe, for, the, the smarter we get with technology, the dumber we become with certain things. Sure. Uh, so we, we lack common sense in certain, in certain aspects because we accept these things to be true. Like, I do not have a smart TV. I don't want one. I have mm-hmm. no other smart devices in the house because, yeah, there's been too many reports about people being able to hack into your system or the system being weak. I mean, you could reinforce it. Um, I just don't have any of that stuff. I don't have a Echo. I don't have a... What's the other one we the just Google. talked to? It. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need anybody know my Lord. business. Uh, so it's bad enough. I'm already attracted by my cell phone. That's just okay. I know. <laughs> sure. uh, we already, some people already know that. Uh, it's what's funny when they talk about uh, people getting. Um, I used to hear about this years ago when I was in the Army. Some one girls asked me about this maybe like 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like about, you know, you know, in the Army, then they give you your shots. You know, they put their trackers in you. Like the Army can't even track half the stuff. <laughs> and half the people I know this for right. a fact. I remember we mi- we were missing people from uh, my unit. We didn't show from work for like three months. Mm. All right, so so that proves the point that either the they don't they don't give you this stuff. And why would the government waste money when we can track you with phones nowadays? Sure, it makes no sense. So they're just going to go off off on, on the sidebar. But but people assume these things when it's in your face. Uh, but sometimes using these tools, like you said. You know, can be beneficial if you use them appropriately for for your reasons, proper mm-hmm. reasons. You know, so yes, traveling. I never thought about that, but I guess that it would be a good idea to have your own uh, air tags if you uh, if you have the they're only for iP- uh, apples. I understand that. Um, Those but are, but you can also get tile trackers. Um, okay. oh, there's another tracker that I can't think of the name of right off the top of my head, but there, there are other trackers that you can okay. get that aren't specific to Apple. Um, and you could get them, especially Tile has trackers that are thin enough to stick to the back of your phone or thin enough to put in your wallet, or they have t- trackers that have, you know, a, a hole in one corner so that you can attach them to a key ring. And these are handy, you know, in other places too, where they can be used, to, you know, if you can't find your keys in your house, you know, you can make the tracker play a sound from your phone and make that a little easier to find. So they've got day-to-day uses as well, but um, they are nice to help you keep track of stuff. Um, I will often put one in my wallet or in my backpack when I'm traveling. um, And that way, if, you know, the object in question walks away, you know, I've got a way to track that. I can see where it is. So, um, and this is something that comes up, you know, of course you hear those announcements in the airport all the time, 
please keep an eye on your stuff. Keep it with you at all times. Don't accept luggage from other people. Um, don't walk away and leave your stuff unattended because you never know what people are going to put in it. Yeah. And you hear these announcements uh, in the airports every 10 minutes or so. And, you know, that's just a good idea to follow no matter what you're doing. Keep an eye on your stuff. You know, if you've got your suitcases sitting there, you take them with you. It's it's inconvenient if you have to take your suitcases with you to go to the restroom, but yeah. you also don't want to leave them unattended. And, you know, um, how comfortable do you feel trusting someone else sitting at the gate with you to, to watch your luggage? Correct. So go, going back a little bit, you know, we're talking about uh, challenging dogs, especially if you, if you have a dog, you're traveling overseas, that sometimes may require to be quarantined. So by doing your research ahead of time, um, mm-hmm. that, that's key to you know figure out what you need to do with the time zone, a time frame you're dealing with. Also, uh, what I've what I'd, um, found out was that it says some people will actually, uh, and I think I'll probably do this myself, they'll go to a new airport, use Wikipedia, or go on, on, the, on the airline website to find out where the gates are, how big it is, a little information about that, maybe uh, either a kiosk Thanks. nearby or a restaurant nearby. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about using Wikipedia for that. But yeah, it does not just look up crazy information because of conspiracy theories. Um, <laughs> no, it, it serves other purpose, um, like I said, which I thought was a really good idea. Um, you know, your gates, your location, your preferred restaurants, your kiosks that may be nearby. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to just navigate the airport. You know, find out what services they may have available, and take advantage of the services. I, you know, I know, you know, some of our friends in the blind community. Um, there are those who are like, I'm going to hop on the golf the golf cart and go. And I was like, No, I can do it on my own. I'm sorry, I'm sighted. If I had the opportunity to hop on a golf cart and just zoom through people, <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. Okay. It certainly depends for me on what what's going on at the time. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, right. You know, but you have the I, option, honestly, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes taking the cart is slower than walking. It's like I yeah. can weave in and out of people faster than than <laughs> you can sit there and wait for people to move. Got my way. You see the yeah. coming. Um, but you know, certainly, if if my connecting flight is on the other end of the airport and I have a short time, I'm gonna I'm gonna take whatever means I need to take to get there um, yeah. quickly. Yeah, I think that's really important, especially, you know, make sure you have time between your, if you have a layover, yes. uh, how you plan it. Another, another good point that I, I'd seen was um, if you're traveling with someone, make sure you have the same type of boarding boarding pass. Mm-hmm. Because if they're not, they've got regular uh, uh, snail service and you got speed service, they get away from them. Now you separate it. So it's causes issues and there's a problem with missing the flight or trying to catch flight on time. So right. it's a great idea. And but pre about uh, those pre boarding passes uh, through TSA and all that stuff. You know, I myself um you know plan plan to do this. hopefully be traveling soon and I want to be able to skip through. I used sometimes when I when I was still in the army, I would have my uh bag that was the digital camouflage bag and I would travel with it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know military service or my ID like whoop came right here. Right yeah. line. That was great. Um, I, you know, since I'm not retired though, I don't really feel right doing that, but it won't let me do it. I ain't going to say no. Um, but it's one of those type of, type of deals, but I just realized I need to have one of those, you know, passes. Sure. has gotten tighter, you know, it's something to think about, um, you know, make sure you have the passes that will get you through quickly. Um, you know, I think that's, that's a great idea. I need to do myself. Um, uh, so I did do this last year. I, um, applied for a TSA pre-check pass 
and um, what they also call a known traveler number. And I had to fill out some paperwork online, which is not too difficult to do. It was more time consuming than anything. Um, and then I had to find a location near me to go and have an in-person interview. And um, then I was sent my known traveler number. And so once I did this and, and the interview process was pretty easy, they went in, uh, I went in, they looked at my passport and ID, they took my picture um, got took fingerprints, it got everything in the system. And this is something that you renew every five years. And it, I believe it cost me $85 to do it. Once I did all that, I was given a number and I put that number in my airline profile. So I'm, because I Automatic. fly frequently, I can put that in to my Delta profile or my American Airlines profile in my account. And so whenever I go to check in for a flight, it's automatically put on my boarding pass. And okay. when I get to security, I can tell them, you know, that I need the pre-check line and they will put me through. And the nice thing about this is that they don't ask you to remove your shoes, although I am definitely one to wear, you know, comfortable slip-on shoes. Yep, I do too. When I fly yep. so that it's real easy to get in and out of them if needed. Um they don't typically ask you to remove your computers or devices from your bag. I have had them do that occasionally. Um, and to me, it's not worth whether they're supposed to do that or not. It's just not worth the argument. Mm -hmm. to say, you know, the whole purpose I have this is so that y'all don't do that or y'all aren't supposed to do that in this line. I, I just, just let it happen. Um, security is not an, a place I'm willing to pick a fight. <laughs> And this time consuming to do that. I mean, they're doing their job and it's for overall safety right. for everyone. And I got it. Maybe an inconvenience. I think we, especially here in the United States, we, we um, get inconvenience mistaken for infringement upon our rights. Right. You know, um, I do for you know, the greater good of everyone there. And I would, they're going to do it to me. I'm sure they're going to do it to other people as well. I am fine with it. Uh, equal treatment across the board. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but yes, but when you get those, you're, your, your pass through there to speed through. You shouldn't have to go through that, but got it. Maybe, maybe there's a change, you know, in regulations or policy between when you got, when you first got it to when you actually moved or something yeah. had happened, threat level. I and of course, it's different from that. airport to airport too, as to right. what they do. Um, so, you know, being flexible in that regard is helpful. And, um, you know, some of the other things, uh, especially pertaining to blindness, you know, they are supposed to let you walk through the detector with your cane. They um, may or may not still ask you to take your cane and scan it, which, you know, they they are allowed to do. Um, but they, they should, if you want to use your cane to walk through the metal detector, they should let you do that. Um, right. I have had them tell me they need to take my cane and scan it before I go through. And I'm personally okay with that. Um, I'm willing to wait or, you know, one side or the other, or I'm willing to let them just say, okay, reach out and take my hand and I'll guide you through the detector, however they want to do it. I'm, I'm usually pretty flexible with that. Um, but you know, that's certainly up to individuals as to how they want to handle that. I have heard quite a few stories of people, um, with service dogs who've been told, you know, you need to take all your dog's gear off and make them sit 
you know, on one side of the detector while you go through. And I, my thought to that is, um, you know, yes, the dog is not supposed to get up and walk away, but you know, it's still a dog, um, who is subject to distraction. And so, um, you know, in that case, I might be a little more willing to put up a fight and say, no, I'm, I'm not, you know, if I remove all the stuff and my dog runs off, um, you're going to catch it, not me. Um, so, um, I'm probably a little more willing to put up a fight in that area. Um, but you know, no, knowing what you, what the rules are, knowing what they are allowed to do versus what they tell you when they get there and deciding what you are willing to to accept and what you are willing to argue about, you know, is everyone's personal choice. Um, I noticed in the last couple of years that once you're on the plane, um, you know, they, of course, always tell you the safety rules. They tell you where the exit doors are and the, the um, you know, the exit row. And typically they will come tell me that separately. They will tell me that kind of thing separately. And most of the time I've flown enough where I'm pretty nonchalant about it and just say, yeah, okay, I know I don't particularly need this information. Um, a lot of the airlines now, I don't know if they all do it um, because I don't ask for this. They do have Braille brochures that tell you the different safety features for each type of airplane. And you can ask for that. Um, some flights right. will have it, some don't. But this has been something they've implemented in the last few years where they should have a guide, the same guide that everyone has in the back of their seats that says, if you're on this type of plane, here's where the safety okay. exit rows are, and here's the safety procedures. And, um, you know, just knowing that, um, I'm certainly not going to have had uh, flight attendants tell me, you know, if something happens, stay in your seat, we'll come get you. And my thought is, is I'm going to jump up and grab the first person that runs by and go with them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will, I will be just fine. You, you know, you handle other people, take care of other people that actually need to be taken care of, but I will, I will get up and be gone. Um, I'm out. I'm out of here. (laughs) Uh, Um, Okay. So I'll something else too, when it comes to um, medications and stuff like that, I think people need to be aware of that. Uh, What 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 I've got for most of I've read, it's really simple. You have to prepare ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we you know where you're traveling to, what, what airlines you're traveling, uh, what airport you're going through, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know the local uh, rules for whatever uh, uh, principality or you know uh, province or state that you're going to or country. You need to know what their 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 policies are. Um, calling maybe like I said uh, correction seventy two hours in advance. I've seen something like that, just you know, just to make sure. And I think I think seventy two hour uh, seventy two hours and maybe twenty four hours. The things that do change. There's been a lot of cancellation of flights, mm-hmm. uh, especially during the winter times. And also seasonal. Be yes. aware of the season that you're traveling and what's the possibility of delays. Um, if there is a delay or the cancellation, you're already in mid travel. What's the, what kind of accommodations will you be given? How mm-hmm. you know because that could be a big thing too. Well, the place that you're going, will there be an issue with dogs if you yeah. have one? Uh, do you have accessibility in those places? Will they be taking you to those places? So, you know, the preparation is the key to be have successful travel, uh, being aware of, of your surroundings. Um, you know, I know recently they just changed uh, the travel guidelines in the United States. Uh, if you 
are coming back into the United States or leaving. If you are leaving to go to another country, um, you know, this, uh, the process is not as strenuous as for those who are foreign coming into the United States. Um, right. Yeah, so we also look at also traveling between the uh, the Americas. I mean, you know, North America being you know North North America, Canada, and mm-hmm. South America, anything south of Texas. Uh, so you know, we got to look at you know traveling between those countries within our own you know continent and all that stuff. Um, so a lot, a lot of stuff out there. But um, another information I found, you know, we can upload it on onto our our show notes and stuff like that, so people can look for themselves. Yeah, uh, fully, you know, fully, fully look at that. Um, but yeah, but preparation seems to be the key uh, to your travel plans. Um, and that, and that goes for everyone. Uh, sure. One thing is, when every time we have a discussion about this, I know we mainly talk about the blind community, but I look at stuff and I say, oh, I can do that too. I never thought about that. Right. Um, and I use, you know, what I've noticed is some of my friends uh, that are blind that uh, I talk to on a really basic work with. I learned more about the technology that's out there. I know stuff like I didn't know the stuff was out there. Um, <laughs> like you know, I look, I look for accessibility uh, apps now. Like mm-hmm. is that accessible? That's my question. Now is that accessible? Can you use that? Uh, right. <laughs> so because uh, the technology out there, it, it, it's 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 great. Um, but still, it falls short. It's falling short. Um, like I have my favorite one of my favorite apps. I use. I do like a lot of notes. I do on the run. Mm-hmm. For uh, my my martial arts studio, um, I have this app called uh, Evernote. Yeah, and someone told me that Evernote Ever does a version of it, I guess, for uh, Apple, but that's accessible. The Evernote one is really not accessible, which is unfortunate because I'd love to share stuff from there if I could. Yeah, um, but so there, there's that's a whole market out there that these um, programmers are missing. You know, so blind people speak up, <laughs> let people know, and the thing speak up again. Like you were talking about fighting for, you know, for your rights. There are, uh, you can go on, I believe you can go on a TSA website as well as some of these airlines. You have uh, your rights as travelers. Mm-hmm. That you need to be aware of what your rights are when you travel. Not to make a big protest or a stink about something, but so that you don't get taken advantage of. Maybe they right. may not even know uh, themselves. Uh, you can have um, on your phone, be able to pull it up and just boom, right here. This is your policy. Um, but I think one of the things that I've learned uh, working with those in the black community is that some don't speak up for themselves. You have to advocate for yourself. Absolutely. That's a big part of, yeah. of just going through daily life is sometimes you do have to advocate for yourself. Yeah. And it's and, a good habit to get into. Right. It doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a pain in the behind. It's just being able to tell them, like, no, I won't accept this, and this is why. And I, I'm going to go back real quick to something else, you know, I covered when I, the program I, I ran with um, the San Francisco Lighthouse. We talked about, um, you know, it was called Verbal Judo, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, or another program, see, we call it Empowering Words. Um, and there's several factors that um, when you talk to people, you can use um, to, to, to stand your ground in a sense, and you got to keep in mind some they talk about there's five things that you can apply, you can use this if you have to advocate for yourself while traveling. You know, uh, people fear that uh, feel they need to be respected, and you should respect the person you're talking to. They should and actually demand your respect as well. Uh, people would rather be asked than to be told. So tell them, you know, this is what's going on, and this is why, and there's a problem. How can we fix it? Mm-hmm. Um, people have a desire to know why. 
Okay. That, that's a big important, you know, why, you know, why is this happening? And just asking why, 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 but like a, like a, a, a five-year-old doesn't always work. Right. You know, uh, so you gotta be careful of that. Uh, you know, you want options over threats. So never try to threaten somebody. Well, I'm going to call, you know, my lawyer. This and then it really works. Like, well, yeah. what are the options? What can we do? How can we fix the situation? I can make my flight on time. You know, is there one I can talk to? Um, you know, uh, people want to have a second chance. Uh, so these are things you can use, but really be advocating for yourself, which is being vocal about it. You don't have to be, you know, like overly forceful. It's like, now, excuse me, I don't understand the policy. Uh, what I was aware of is this, and I'm going to show it to you. Mm-hmm. Who can I talk to? Everyone has, everyone has a boss. Yes. Uh, and worst case scenario, get through your, get through your experience. And there, um, there is a number and numbers you can contact. You probably can find them on the website of either the airlines or the airports of who you can call. If there is an issue, even mm-hmm. while you're traveling. Yep. So let them know. I had this issue and this was going on at this gate and such and such. Um, and they can't fix it there, but at least you can make, you know, uh, can also make complaints. Um, complaints are not always a bad thing. It may be also used to improve the condition for, for you later on traveling or someone else. Your same situation may be traveling. So it's not always uh, about you per se, but you always want to make a better experience. For, you want to help make a better experience for those who are maybe in a same, similar situation as you are. And it may, it may be, it may affect you in a positive way as well. So, you know, having constructive criticism about your experience, Hey, this happened. Why? Well, uh, but if they had done this, I'm sure we could have done it differently. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just going in there just like these, they're horrible. They suck. That doesn't, it doesn't do anything. No, I saw that. I saw that in the army one time where um, soldier came in and told his commander about this program he was going through. He was like, "Your program sucks." He's like, "Well, why does it suck? Tell me why." He had nothing to say. She go, "Get the hell out of my office." <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. Yeah, if you you know if you have a problem, have a solution or shut up. Right. You know. And I uh, I had a recent experience where um you know I was traveling and we got on the plane with uh, the person I was traveling with and the flight attendant came over and said, okay, I have to tell you about, you know, where the exit doors are. And, and my companion said, no, you don't. And she's like, yes, I have to do this. And, you know, to me, she felt like this was her job. Um, He felt like this was not information he needed to know and that he, um, you know, his desire not to hear it should be respected. And I respect that too. But, you know, for me, I was, he put on headphones and essentially, you know, ignored her. And I just said, go ahead. You think you, if you really think you have to tell me this information, then just tell me. It doesn't hurt me to hear it. Um, You know, if it makes you feel like you, you did your job, then go ahead. Um, you know, and this is my personal stance on it. So, um, everybody has their different ways of handling things, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think the more that we can, and this certainly gets off on, you know, whole different tangent, but I think the more that we can be active listeners and not listen with the intent of replying, but listen mm-hmm. with the intent of listening and understanding, you know, that goes a long way. And that goes a long way to making both people feel like they're being seen and they're being heard. Um, right. And which is, you know, can be conflicting at times. But so these things happen. But definitely knowing your rights as a traveler, knowing what they what what to expect, knowing what they have, what they have to do, what 
um, your rights are is always important. Um, you may have confrontations, you may not. Hopefully, you know, everyone has a great travel experience when they're traveling. It's it's a lot, it's tiring, it's stressful. And, you know, now that we've added COVID precautions into the mix where, you know, everyone has to wear a mask the entire flight and, uh, you know, you just have all that added stress. And so the more that we can listen to each other and um, do our homework ahead of time is um, going to make that go a long way toward being a smoother experience. And that's the key is doing doing your homework, like you said, just making sure you know what you need to do. Give yourself enough time mm-hmm. to, to plan it out. Um, you know, give, enough, give, give yourself enough time to get to the airport and to get through the gates. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's a critical thing, too. Like, so here in Savannah, uh, you get to the airport. I tell people, like, me, an hour and a half, you're good. Because it's such a small airport, I believe that uh, the parking structure is bigger than the actual you know, air with the gates. I think there's like nine gates. I think there's like nine gates. It's a very small airport. We may have that many. Um, I know we have seven. I don't know how many pass that we have, but um, yeah, our, our airport here in Gulfport is the same way. Um, I can get there an hour ahead of time. If I don't have to check a bag, I can be through security and at my gate in 15 minutes. Um, I like to pre-check into my flight online. I like to, um, you know, have my boarding passes. I I like having them on my phone, but if I'm going to check in, I'm also going to get paper passes just to have as a backup. Uh, you just never know when your technology is going to fail. Um, yeah. But if I don't have to check a bag, then I'm not going to go through the process of getting a paper pass either. You know, knowing what your, your airport's rules are on pre-check uh here in gulfport we have to get we go to the pre-check line and we have to get this pass that you then you know walk three feet and hand to another person which i think is a little silly but it's part of the requirement so you know i know this is something i'm going to have to do ahead of time and and some of this is things you just learn through experience but it's still things that you pay attention to as you travel and um, you know, here I'm comfortable enough to go through this airport without assistance. I, at this point, know where just about everything in the airport is. Okay. Um, but going through a bigger airport, um, I will be going through Atlanta and going to the international terminal and having to go through customs. And so for me, um, even though I have quite a long layover and I could probably spend the time figuring it all out on my own, I'm going to ask for assistance with this. Um, makes it quicker, right? It does make it quicker. It makes the process easier. Um, like I said, I, of course, in this case, will have plenty of time to do that. But uh, coming back, I won't have that much time. So um, I still have enough time to get through customs, but I, you know, not if I got to figure it all out on my own. So, right. you know, there are, of course, other services. If you are an IRA subscriber, that's a service where you can call an agent through an app. They can look through the camera on your phone and say, oh, yes, I see a sign for this. Go to your left, you know, turn here. Um, They can kind of do this, help guide you through this. So it's like having your own personal assistant. Of course, they are looking through the camera on your phone. So you may have to stop and spend more time looking around until they can help you find things. But they can also do things like look at airport maps. Mm -hmm. Um, They can help you do things like find when you're, you schedule an Uber ride 
um, if you schedule it through them, they can tell you, hey, this person is pulling up and I see their car and confirm that that's them. Oh, wow. Which okay. kind of leads to another thing is is knowing your transportation options um, hmm. to and from the airport. You know, are you going to, um, for instance, when I fly next month, you know, I've already looked into when I get to the airport, if I've got to get to my destination on my own, what are my options? I've, I can take the train, which is going to mean finding my way to the train station uh, in the airport and um, getting on that train and then finding my way to the location. I can take Uber. I can do a shuttle. I've already looked into these options. So I haven't made a decision on what I'm going to use yet, but um, I know what my options are when I get there. I know that there's okay. services I can use to get to my destination so that when I arrive, I can tell whoever is assisting me, this is where I need to go. You did your homework. So. I did my homework. There you go. Okay. Yay well, me. <laughs> I don't always. I'm often known <laughs> somebody who just wings it and says, I'll figure it out as I go. But and, uh, this was a pretty big thing for me. So I um, okay. I did my homework for sure. Awesome. Like I said, we'll have more information on, on the show notes, um, you know, sites to go to and look stuff up. Yeah, to make it easier to do your homework and all. So that's awesome. Absolutely, so. and you know, most of all, if you're gonna if you're gonna be traveling, just enjoy the experience as much as you can. I love flying, so if I could fly everywhere, I would probably do that. Um, mm -hmm. And to me, it's not too big of a deal to you know have to sit in airports and wait or go through some of the experiences. I certainly, you know, if I'm spending in this case, I will be spending quite a long time on a plane and I'm probably going to go to the restroom just to take my mask off for a minute and breathe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and that's okay, but I'm going to do all these things that I feel like I need to make me comfortable. I'm going to wear comfortable clothes. I'm going to wear comfortable shoes. Um, I'm going to have things to keep me entertained, have my, all my devices charged and have a portable charger. This was something Ooh, I did idea. not do. The last time I went to California, I didn't think about charging my watch. I kept my phone charged. And I didn't think about charging my watch until I was about an hour outside of San Francisco. And I realized if I'm going to take the train, my clipper card for, for the transit is on my watch. Mm. Um, so uh, it worked out at the time that the person who met me had some extra money on their car or had a second card with a little bit of extra money that we put more on, or I could have just bought a card for, you know, $10 right. um, when I got there. But had I had my watch charged, I'd have had mm -hmm. a prepaid card already there that would have gotten me on the train more efficiently. Right. <laughs> and I, that thought never even occurred to me. Mm -hmm. um, I also had a portable charger, but I didn't have the watch charger in my carry-on it was in my checked bag so um you know all things things that you learn along the way and things to keep in mind before you go okay. what are you going to need to have access to right away and that's certainly includes medication you know if there's a possibility that you may be stuck somewhere overnight you may need you know medication that's in a carry-on bag that you can reach easily going back to having to stay somewhere if if you're flight gets canceled um i have i have a friend who is is pretty well versed in finding you know he knows uh in his connections 
connecting flights, he's already mapped out what hotels are in the area around the airport so that and so that he knows when he gets there, if his flight gets canceled and they say, we want you to stay, we're going to put you up at the Red Roof Inn, he can say, oh, no, I want to stay in this hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he keeps enough hotel points typically to usually make that a, a free or inexpensive stay. Um, but he's already got that information if, if when he's traveling. He's looked that up ahead of time, which was very handy when when I got stuck in Atlanta a couple months ago. But, you know, we ended up going we ended up going with the hotel they suggested, which was turned out to be fine. Um, but I, I knew ahead of time. I asked him ahead of time. Hey, you know, what are my options? Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I knew he could look it up quickly. <laughs> And of course, I got back, you know, this this hotel has a great rating. This one does not. You might want to stay here or there. So uh, it worked out well. But we did have to find, once we got our travel vouchers, we had to find the SkyTrain. We had to find the correct SkyTrain to get on. We had to go where the SkyTrain dropped us off with and had to walk to the hotel. And then we had to be able to get back the next morning. And, um, you know, that involved asking a lot of questions. Right. Am I going the right direction? Is this the way to go? And um, oftentimes, late at night, especially that that involves asking just as many uh, fellow passengers as it does airport staff. Um, at that point, you grab anybody you can find and say, "Hey, which way do I go?" <laughs> and it worked out well. Well, good. Yeah. Like to hear that. So. But be prepared for the fact that you may have snags like that. You may unexpectedly get stuck somewhere that you are not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be prepared to speak up. Okay. Well, I think that's about it for us. I think so. I think I was thinking, is there anything we haven't talked about? Um, I'm sure there are tons of things we yeah. haven't talked about. But we got other shows to do. We can that's do. right. We, that's so, another another topic, topic for another time. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. All right, everyone. We will, of course, have all this information in the show notes for you. And uh, we look forward to bringing you another show next month. All right, everybody. Have a good one. Have a good one and stay safe. 